Welcome to Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack, a teaching ministry that focuses on God's unconditional love and grace. In the New Covenant, we have boldness to enter into the Holy of Holies by a new and living way. For so long, I was just always reaching out towards God. Where are you, Lord? But when I heard Andrew's message, it was just like the light bulb went off, and I just like knew God is here with us. And now, here's Andrew. Welcome to our Friday's broadcast of The Gospel Truth. Today is the end of my third week of teaching on a subject that I've entitled, Living in the Balance of Grace and Faith. I tell you, this is a powerful, powerful teaching, and I've already covered a lot of material. I'm going to spend one more week on this, so I'm not to the end of this teaching yet, but we are drawing to a close, and I do encourage you to please get the materials that we're offering. I promise you that this is something that has to be understood and in order for you to really have a proper relationship with God. Grace is God's part. Faith is our part. And sad to say, people either emphasize that it's all up to us, which puts undue pressure on us and leads to condemnation and guilt and frustration and just being worn out, or they will emphasize it's just totally up to God, which leads to passiveness and and complacency and lack of motivation and failure because God's grace is consistent, but we have to respond by faith and take what God's grace has provided. Romans 5, 2, we have access by faith into grace. And so the, we've been talking about this. I haven't got time to go back and sum it all up, but it's really powerful. Let me also say that yesterday and maybe the day before, I was getting into a teaching that I have entitled, uh, You've Already Got It. And I'm not going to teach on that. I'm going to spend today talking about some of those things, but today will be the end of my third week of teaching on this. If you would like that other teaching on You've Already Got It, it's just expounding on this uh, principle of grace and faith and uh, taking it to another realm. And uh, I have that on our website. You can go and get it absolutely free. You can listen to it or download it, or you could call in and request it by name. But it would go into a lot more detail. But here in Ephesians, I was using the scripture out of Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3. And that verse said, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath, past tense, already blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. The average Christian is trying to do things, faith things, to get God to respond to us and bless us. But the truth is God's already blessed us. You don't need to get God to move. You just need to rest and believe that God has already blessed you. And in order to rest and just trust and rely upon this, when everything in the natural is screaming at you that you're failing, you've got to do something, for you to stay calm and to rest and trust God instead of get into panic and feel like I've got to do something, it takes a lot of effort to rest. This is what Hebrews chapter 4 talks about. You have to labor to enter into that rest. There's been times that, man, I've been under such pressure that I felt like I had to have money. I had to have a miracle. I had to have God come through. Something had to happen. And in order for me to not get into self-effort and just go out and do something and mess everything up, 
I had to get into the Word. I had to pray. I had to get intense in order to rest. I had to labor to rest. And this is what Ephesians is talking about, that God has already blessed us. God's already done all of these things. Look at this prayer that he prayed in Ephesians chapter 1 and in verse 15. He says, Wherefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and love unto all the saints, cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. Now I'm going to go on and read the rest of this prayer, but let me just point out that Paul is praying a prayer and what is it that he's praying for? He is not praying, oh God, move. Oh God, touch them. Let me just ask you this question. If somehow today I could just say you are going to be writing scripture and 2,000 years from now, people are going to be reading a prayer that you're praying for them. So just write this down and it's going to be recorded in 2,000 years from now. People are going to read this prayer. How would you pray for them? The average person watching this program would pray something like, Oh God, pour out your spirit. Oh God, move. Oh God, send a revival. Let your power fall. Come down. And it would all be pleading with God to do something for these people in the future. Paul instead is praying, Oh God, reveal unto them what you've already done. It's a totally different approach. And this is one of the reasons that the average Christian life today isn't experiencing the, the abundance and the freedom and the liberty that God has planned for us is because we are thinking that God is responding to us and that if we will pray and plead and live holy and do these things, God will move in response to us. But no, it's the, the truth is God's already done everything. Everything that you could ever need is already accomplished and you just need to get wisdom about what you've already got. You know, this teaching that I mentioned that's entitled, You've Already Got It, it has a picture of a dog on the front of the album and the dog is chasing his tail. And to me, that is pretty descriptive of what, you know, is wrong. A dog chasing his tail, if he catches it, he's already got it. He didn't need to catch it. Amen. Likewise, the average Christian, oh God, heal me. By his stripes you were healed, 1 Peter 2, 24. Oh God, prosper me. You've already been blessed with all spiritual blessings. God has already done all of these things for you. Anything that you need, God has already done it. So when you are praying and saying, oh God, heal me, you're like a dog chasing his tail. You've already got it. You're saying, oh God, prosper me. You've already got it. God's already done his part. Oh God, do all these things. You've already got it. God has already abounded towards you and Jesus is seated at the Father's right hand. The significance of that is he's not working. Jesus isn't healing. God's not, Jesus isn't forgiving and doing these things. He's already done that. His work is finished. He said it is finished and he is now seated at the Father's right hand. He is not working. It's already accomplished. God isn't healing people today. People are receiving what He did 2,000 years ago. Jesus isn't saving people today. People are receiving the salvation that He provided 2,000 years ago. People aren't being directed today. They are just receiving the plan that God has already planned for them. 
maybe I ought to say it this way. God's already made the plan, but He is just revealing to you the plan that He already had established. He is not seeing your situation and then coming up with an alternate plan and just now trying to figure things out. No, He's already got His plan made for you and you just need the revelation of what He's already doing. Here in Ephesians, he's praying that he would give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him. Verse 18, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. And I could spend an hour on each one of these verses. These are things I have prayed this prayer for myself hundreds, thousands of times. These are things that I've taught on many, many times. But he's praying that you would, your eyes would be enlightened, your understanding. In other words, the problem isn't that God hasn't moved. The problem is we don't know what God has done. We're asking God to give us that which we've already got. You know, I've often taken my Bible, and when I'm in a situation where I've got a live audience, I'll walk up to somebody on the front row and I'll just hand them my Bible. And so they're sitting there holding my Bible. And then I say, now, if you were to pray and say, oh, please give me your Bible. Could I please have your Bible? I said, you could get tears. You could be urgent. You could be sincere. But if you're asking me to give you something that I've already given you, how do I respond to that? I probably wouldn't know how to respond. I'd probably just look at you like, man, your elevator doesn't go all the way to the top floor. You got what you're asking for. What do I do? It'd probably just be silence on my part, very similar to the response many of you get when you're asking God to heal you, when you're asking God to bless you, to prosper you, to do these things. You just hear silence. You know why? Because God has already given it to you. You know, if God could be confused, I believe He would be confused. I could just imagine the Father looking over to Jesus and saying, didn't you tell them that by your stripes they were healed? It's already done. Why are they asking me to heal them? I've already done it. I've placed this power on the inside of them. Why don't they just use what they've got instead of asking me to give them what I've already given them? <laughs> Boy, that's powerful. So he's praying that your eyes of your understanding would be open, that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. Boy, this is important. The glory of God, the riches of the glory of His inheritance isn't in heaven someplace. It's in the saints. I have the glory of God. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 says that I have been called to the obtaining of the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. I've already got it. This glory is in me. It's not in heaven someplace. It's not out there. We don't have to pray the glory down. We got to pray it out. It's not getting God to come down. and so It's getting God to come out through us. And the, and the blockage is in this mind. It's the way we think. It's clogging up the pipe. But God has already placed the glory of His inheritance is in the saints. You know, if most people wanted to just imagine the glory of God, they would close their eyes and they would try and picture the throne in heaven and the angels round about and the 24 elders and the living creatures and they would do all of that. But the glory of God, I'm not saying that's not glorious, but that same glory is inside of us. It's not out there. It's in me. Man, that's powerful. And the average person cannot receive that because they go look in the mirror. 
and they think, this is glory. No, you're just looking on the outer person. And they, then they search their mental, their emotional part, and they think, this is the glory of God. No, that's your soul. But in your spirit, you are a completely brand new species that never existed, and you have the glory of God on the inside of you. He's praying here that you would get a revelation of the riches of the glory of His inheritance, which is in you. I'm telling you, brothers and sisters, everything that you need isn't out there. And if you pray, maybe God will give it to you. Maybe He won't. He's already given it to you by grace. He's already put everything that you need on the inside of you. It's not a matter of getting God to do something. It's a matter of you believing and learning how to draw it out by faith. That's a huge difference. It's a huge difference. If people would understand this, it would get rid of a lot of the foolishness that's being done about intercession today where they're talking about that the heavens are blocked and our prayers can't get up to God. You don't need your prayer to get above your nose. God lives here on the inside of you. You know, in the Old Testament, Daniel, there was a deal where the demonic powers blocked their prayers from getting up to God, but we live in the new covenant. God Himself lives on the inside of you. Christ is in you. You don't need your prayers to get past these demonic powers. I'm telling you, this is just so simple once you see it. But the body of Christ as a whole does not believe this. They are believing that they've got to get their prayers up to God. They are calling on God to come down. He's already down. He's on the inside of you. That's what this is talking about. Just praying that you get a revelation of what you've already got. And then in verse 19, it says, and what he wants you to get a revelation of what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us word who believe. He wants you to see the exceeding greatness. Did you know when you look these words up in the Greek language, it, it really is redundant. It's unnecessary to say this. It's a superlative. When he talks about, he's wanting you to see the greatness of God's power. But that wasn't big enough, and so he says the exceeding greatness of his power. It's just a superlative trying to say that, man, it is more than enough. You have more than enough power on the inside of you. How much is it? It says it's the same power that he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him in his own right hand in the heavenly places far above all principality and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. And hath put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. I'm telling you, there is a lot in these verses. But he's just praying that you would get a revelation of what you've already got. The power that you have on the inside of you, if you are born again, if you have made Jesus your Lord, the power you have on the inside of you is the same power that was used to raise Jesus from the dead. And you don't have just a token little amount of it, whereas it took this much power to get God raised, Jesus raised from the dead, but you've got just a little bit of it. No, you've got the same power the exceeding great and precious power that used to raise Jesus from the dead. You already have it on the inside of you. And yet how many of you ask God to give you more power? You, you don't need any more power. 
I heard Kenneth Copeland say one time that he was praying and asking God to give him more power. And God interrupted him and said, Kenneth, where am I going to get any more power? I've already given you the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. God can't give you any more power. He can't give you any more anointing. Now, you can operate in more power. You can operate in more anointing. But God can't give you any more. You've already got the fullness of the Godhead dwelling in you bodily. Colossians chapter 2, verses 9 and 10. You've already got this. You've got the exceeding greatness of His power that's on the inside of you. You don't need more power. What you need is a revelation of what you've already got. And then you need to learn how to release it and how to use it. It's not just automatic. God has placed all of this power on the inside of you, but you have to renew your mind. In Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, these are the verses that the Lord used to transform my life. Back in 1967 is when I first started meditating on those verses. And it says... I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And verse 2 says, And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed. The word transformed there is the same word that we get metamorphosis from. If you want to be like a little caterpillar that spits a cocoon and comes out a butterfly, if you want that kind of transformation you get transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. You don't need God to give you more. You've already got everything, but now you get transformed. You release this life that's been placed on the inside of you through the renewing of your mind. The problem that you are having isn't out there in the heavenly someplace. It's right between your ears it's because we don't understand what God has given us. It's because we are asking God to please bless me when Ephesians 1, 3, we're already blessed. We're saying, oh God, please heal me when the Bible says 1 Peter 2, 24, by his stripes you were healed. Well, God, I just need more power. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 19, you've already got the same power that it took to raise Jesus from the dead. You don't have a lack because of God's grace. God, by grace, has already provided everything. You are a completely brand new creature. You have all of the power, all of the authority, all of everything that you need. You do not need more. The only thing you need is to understand what you already have in Christ and quit begging God to do what He's already done and instead start renewing your mind and learning how to release what has already been given you in Christ. Do you know, even when it comes to understanding, the truth is you have the mind of Christ. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 16, he says you have the mind of Christ. Colossians chapter 3, verse 10 says, put on the new man which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. In other words, you have the mind of Christ. You have this supernatural understanding in your spirit man. In 1 John chapter 2, verse 20, it says you have an unction from the Holy One and you know all things. The word unction there is talking about you have a special anointing and empowerment by God and you know all things. The average person watching this thinks, well, that isn't true. I don't know all things. That's because you're only searching your little peanut-sized brain right here. Your spirit has the mind of Christ in it. With your physical mind, you don't know all things. 
You can't even remember where your keys are sometimes. You forget things like this. But with your spirit, you know all things. See, the reason that people just don't believe that we already have this raising from the dead power on the inside is because they are carnal. They're only looking at themselves in the physical realm. They're only searching their mental, emotional part. But there is a third part of you, the spirit man, and that's the part that was created in righteousness and true holiness. Ephesians 4, 24 says, put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. It's your spirit man that has the mind of Christ. You've already been renewed in knowledge. You have an unction from the Holy One and you know all things. It's in your spirit. You can't perceive that by looking in the mirror. You can't just go by how you feel. You have to use faith to access this grace. The grace of God is now located in your born-again spirit that is completely brand new, that has the same power that raised Christ from the dead, has the mind of Christ, has the faith of Christ, has love, joy, and peace, and all of the fruit of the Spirit. Everything you will ever need is already on the inside of you when you get born again. But faith is how you draw it out. And if you are sitting here trying to get God to give you something, you've already taken a step of unbelief. You don't believe what these verses are saying. You don't believe you're already blessed. You don't believe that you've already got it. You don't believe that you already have the same power that raised Christ from the dead. You don't believe that you were already healed. You don't believe you've already been blessed. And so you are asking God to do something because you don't believe it's already done. Once you believe that God has already done His part, that's grace then faith just reaches out and appropriates what God has already put on the inside of you by grace. And I tell you, it is so much easier to release something that you already have than it is to go get something that you don't have. The very fact that you say, I don't have it, but I'm going to get it. I'm going to get God to move. That's already got an element of doubt in it. It's like if, you know, healing was over there somewhere and you say, I'm not there, but I'm going to be there. Well, there's a chance that you may not make it. Somebody might tackle you. You might trip and fall, break a leg, and you may never get over there. But how can you doubt that you'll get where you already are? If healing isn't over there, if you say, I am healed, it's already on the inside of me. The same power that raised Christ from the dead is already on the inside of me. How can you doubt that God will give you what He's already given you. If He's already given it to you, it removes doubt. And you're able to just rest. That doesn't mean that there's no effort because you will have to sit here and fight against the doctor's report, the banker's report, your friends, your family who's telling you nothing's happening, it's not working. It takes effort for you to rest and believe that no, God has already done it. And you may have to spend a lot of time in the Word. You may have to start studying the Word and praying and turning off some stuff that is distracting you. But I can promise you that God has already done His part. You've already got it. You don't need God to move. God needs you to believe and to trust Him and to just reach out and take by faith what God has already provided by grace. I tell you, this is powerful. Today's going to be my last day to offer the uh, third teaching in this series on living in the balance of grace and faith. That's on our CDs and DVDs. We will continue to offer the book and the study guide 
throughout next week. Next week is going to be the end of this series. And I encourage you to please listen to our announcer and please respond. Please get these materials. On today's program, Andrew mentioned his teaching titled, You've Already Got It. This teaching is available for a gift of any amount when you contact us. Andrew's teaching titled, Living in the Balance of Grace and Faith, is available as a live teaching on either CD or DVD, or in a DVD set as seen on TV. You can also get this teaching as a book or study guide in either English or Spanish. Or you can get the Living in the Balance of Grace and Faith package, which includes your choice of either the CD or DVD album, the book and the study guide. This package has a catalog value of $85, but you can get it today for only $60. Also, today's individual audio CD is available for a gift of any amount when you write or call. We encourage everyone to give, but if you're simply unable to afford it, Andrew and his partners will provide today's teaching free of charge. This is the last day we'll be offering this teaching, so be sure to respond today. You can order resources or become a Grace Partner through our website at awmi.net or call our helpline at 719-635-1111. If you'd like to write us, use the address on your screen. We appreciate your generosity and hope to hear from you today. Hello, this is Andrew Womack, and I'd like to encourage you to check out our Gospel Truth TV. That's gospeltruth.tv. It's an internet-based television network, and you are not only going to get my teaching, but you are also going to hear instructors from Karis Bible College. You've got well-known people on there like Kenneth Copeland, Creflo Dollar, Jesse Duplantis, Keith Moore. These are all people that are friends of mine. We have differences and variances, but we're all preaching the same thing, and it's a safe place to be. You are going to be blessed. So check it out. It's 24-7, gospeltruth.tv. The friends and partners of Andrew Womack Ministries not only support the worldwide broadcast of Gospel Truth Television, a portion of their gifts are used to support more than 20 other worthy ministries around the world. Organizations like Water Springs Ranch, a privately funded ministry providing Christian homes to abused and neglected children in Arkansas. There was a desire, there was a longing in our heart uh, to help abused and neglected kids. And uh, so we began Water Springs Ranch and we opened the first house in 1989. Everything that our kids need from education to medical and all of that, we're fully responsible for all of their needs and God has just miraculously provided the funds for us to be able to take care of that and to take care of our kids. Several years ago, some friends gave us some CDs by Andrew. It was life-changing for me. I began to see things totally different than I had before. They needed to see the goodness of God. They needed to know that God loved them and that He accepted them. And so we began sharing at our Bible studies that we have every Wednesday with our children. It's just one thing after the other so that they could have an understanding of who they are in Christ. Whether it's been uh, physical abuse or sexual abuse, neglect, whatever the case may be, that God loves them. I would just like to thank Andrew and Jamie Womack and the partners. Not only are you supporting Andrew Womack Ministries, 
but you're also supporting ministries like Water Springs Ranch, and you're making an eternal difference in the lives of children. I'd like to give you a special invitation to join me on April the 12th and the 13th for our David musical. I tell you, this is powerful. We had one performance of it at our dedication back in the month of November. It was spectacular. We are going to have two performances on the 12th and then again on the 13th of April. I know that Christian and musicals don't usually go together, but this is top drawer. It will minister to you, and it's a great way to share the gospel with some people that might not come to something else. It's going to be at our facility in Woodland Park, Colorado, April the 12th and 13th. Check it out, The David Musical. You can go to awmi.net for more information.